Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. You remember them, the great places to go before the pandemic and actually during the pandemic. And now that we're sort of getting to the post-pandemic universe, you might have lost a few pounds or maybe gained a few pounds. So swing it over to Leon Tailoring. They've got whatever it is that you need. So whether it is tailor-made clothes, whether it is regular-made clothes, or ready as clothes right off the rack that need to be adjusted for you, they can take care of you as well. Men and ladies as well. And also can take care of your young people too. Your young people may be looking for a job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. They'd love to see it. They probably haven't seen it in a while. So get on over. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, as the Indiana legislature has voted to restrict abortion rights next door in Illinois, they're actually uh, making it easier for women to exercise their reproductive choice. And so the question is, will women from Indiana be heading next door to Illinois? So join us on the news line is Julie Yule. Uh, she is with Planned Parenthood of Illinois. So, Julie, thank you very much for being with us. We do appreciate it. Hi. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so first of all, let me get your thoughts on uh, what's been happening not only in Indiana, but also sort of around the country and since the Dobbs decision uh, when it comes to uh, the abortion issue and reproductive choice. Sure. So um, here at Planned Parenthood of Illinois, the loss of um, federal protection for abortion access did not come as a surprise to us, um, as devastating as it was when that decision came down. Um, we've seen the writing on the walls and have been preparing for this moment for years um, to increase the, our capacity of patients that we're able to see here in Illinois where abortion remains protected, um, knowing that this was a possible future. Um, I know uh, uh, in my home state of Illinois, you're surrounded by Indiana, uh, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, which, uh, and Missouri, which is also restricted abortion rights. And also there's a little bit of Kentucky in there, too. Uh, can the state of Illinois handle uh, what, what, what could expect it to be uh, uh, just a number of women uh, traveling to the land of Lincoln to exercise their choice? Yeah, so like I said, um, we've been working to prepare for this moment for years, and projections have shown that the state of Illinois will see an influx of up to twenty to 30,000 additional um, people seeking abortion care who are forced to travel across state lines into Illinois to receive that care. Um, and we've done a lot of work in order to increase our capacity to meet that need, both in terms of um, our staff members and our brick-and-mortar clinics. Um, so we opened a health center. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, you go, ahead. you go ahead and finish your thought. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So um, in 2018, we opened the Flossmore Health Center, um, which was strategically placed on the eastern side of the state near the Indiana state border, um, knowing that Indiana could possibly lose access. Um, and in 2020, we did a similar thing with the Waukegan Health Center, which is on the north side of the state near the Waukegan, sorry, Wisconsin border, um, knowing that Wisconsin could possibly lose access as well. Um, so that's really, it just shows um, the amount of planning and work that went into making sure our health centers are able to accommodate the surge of patients needing to travel to us. Um, are you expecting, uh, like I said, you're expecting uh, you know, uh, 20,000 to 30,000 possible women coming over? To exercise the reproductive choice. Uh, any place in particular that you guys keep an eye on? Is it Indiana? Uh, is it Missouri that has actually, I want to see even tougher uh, abortion restrictions than Indiana does? Yeah, so um, in the past month since the Dobbs decision came down, um, as you can imagine, PPIL has seen more out-of-state patients than ever before. Um, and those have been coming from states around the country. Um, you know, it's as you can imagine, geographically, it makes sense that a bulk of those come from Wisconsin, Indiana, um, Missouri. Um, but we've seen more patients than ever from, I want to say, like 
20 to 30 different different states coming to PPIO. Uh, have you noticed, uh, particularly with the state of Indiana, uh, have you folks started to notice an increase uh, in women from Indiana uh, scheduling appointments, particularly after September 15th when the Indiana's abortion law goes into effect? We have noticed an increased call volume. Yeah, I don't have, um, you know, exact numbers off the top of my head, but um, definitely knowing that Indiana is poised to lose access uh, a month from today, um, there are people concerned about whether they will need to travel across state lines in order to access that care. Definitely. Now, uh, I know I noticed that uh, when, when lawmakers had their debate, one of the things that they talked about were were surgical abortions, also abortions done via, via medical. Uh, when it comes to Planned Parenthood, particularly Planned Parenthood in Illinois, uh, what type do you provide? Do you provide surgical? Is it medical or is it both? So PPIL provides both um, surgical or in-clinic abortion is another term for it, as well as medication abortion pill. Um, so all 17 of our sites, plus our telehealth program offer the medication abortion pill. Um, and then there are five sites that provide in-clinic abortion as well. Our guest on the program today is Julie Yule. Uh, Julie is with Planned Parenthood of Illinois. She is a safe abortion expansion program manager, uh, Planned Parenthood of Illinois. We're talking about uh, any lawmakers a couple weeks ago uh, passing the, the first legislative body to pass restrictive abortion rights in the country. And so the question is, what does that mean for women here in Indiana? Will they be traveling next door uh, to Illinois, uh, where abortion uh, rights are, are are safe and secure, so to speak. Uh, Julie, uh, let me ask you, because I know there was a big uh, situation. A lot of folks, a lot of us were paying attention to the state of Kansas recently uh, when Kansas decided to uh, keep abortion rights in their constitution. Uh, what What is your thoughts? Does, does that give you give you hope that if, it, if it's put to the vote of the people, that the people will actually do it as opposed to maybe sort of sort of the small folks on the on the extreme side of the issue? Yeah, I, I definitely you know, was heartened by the news out of Kansas. And I think it speaks to the fact that an overwhelming majority of Americans think that abortion should be um, safe and legal and accessible. Um, And when it comes down to it, restrictions and bans don't stop people from needing and having abortions. They just make it more unsafe and more difficult. They force people to travel across state lines in order to access basic health care. And what we've seen time and time again, and it's playing out now, is that that disproportionately affects people who are already the most vulnerable in society in the first place. So it harms people of color. It harms people with low incomes, young people, undocumented people. Those are all the people that are hurt the most by abortion bans. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, Who who is this going to impact? Who do these bans impact the most? Because I'm assuming... That, that suburban women or, or middle upper middle class women uh, will be able to they'll have the financial resources to go to go across state lines and exercise their choice. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. People with privilege will always be able to um, travel and access care. Um, what we're really, really concerned are people who don't have that access and privilege. So here at PPIL, we have a really amazing team of patient navigators whose job it is to coordinate with patients who need assistance, funding travel to get to Illinois, um, you know, accessing hotels, flights, subsidies off the, the cost of their care in order to make it accessible. Yeah, because I was going to ask, going to ask you about that. Uh, what exactly, what type of assistance does Planned Parenthood of Illinois actually provide uh, for women uh, of limited means who want to exercise their reproductive choices? Mm-hmm. So it's really um, a case-by-case basis, um, depending on the patient and what their needs are. Um, And we try really hard to meet them where they are. So sometimes that looks like a hotel. Sometimes that looks like a flight. um, Sometimes that looks like a cost 
cost off of, um, you know, subsidies to adjust the cost of care. We also have really close relationships with um, local abortion funds like Chicago Abortion Fund and um, Midwest Access Coalition um, who do that same work of um, providing people with the logistical support that they need. Um, also, I noticed uh, when, when Indian lawmakers were having the debate, discussion about the abortion issue, uh, there was a lot of talk about birth control, uh, abstinence, uh, sex, sex education. Um, what do you, do you think that, that uh, as states go to restrict abortion rights, uh, that they aren't doing enough to, to teach you know young people, particularly teenagers, you know, about things like birth control? Because we all know that abstinence only just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, you are right about that. Um, I think, you know... It, it highlights a little bit of the hypocrisy of this argument that the people who um, want to restrict abortion also often want to restrict comprehensive sex education um, and any kind of support for birth control access um, that would, you know, prevent people from needing abortions in the first place. Um, so I would hope that these states with the restrictive laws would be um, investing more time and energy and money into those resources for folks. But um, not surprisingly, that that did not seem to be the case. Our guest on the program today for a few more minutes is Julie Yule. Julie is the Safe Abortion Expansion Program Manager for Planned Parenthood of Illinois. Now, I know some of you folks in our, in our listening audience may have an issue with Planned Parenthood, uh, but unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what metaphor you want to use, uh, it is the abortion was turned back over to the states in the Dobbs decision. And so whereas, whereas Indiana has voted to restrict abortion rights uh, through the Indiana General Assembly, Illinois has actually sort of done uh, the opposite by giving women more more choices to make. And so we're so we're grateful to talk to Julie Ewell about uh, what we can expect to see in the next few months uh, as uh, Indiana's abortion law goes into effect on September 15th. Uh, Julie, another issue that has also popped up has been the issue of, of quote, unquote, pro-life versus pro-birth, uh, because one of the big things I've noticed lately, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this, is a lot of the, the, the abortion sort of marketing, so to speak, that whereas before uh, folks in the pro-life would just say they were pro-life, now it's like, you know, we love them both, love the mother and the unborn child. Uh, Illinois, Indiana lawmakers spent a, uh, about $45 million to $80 million on uh, programs for expected mothers and for prenatal care in the whole nine yards. Uh, your thoughts on how, how that how that how that how that marketing has sort of changed? Um, yeah, I mean that's an interesting question. Um, I think that anyone who has ever experienced a pregnancy would tell you that it is very it, it changes your body and it's a it's a big thing that your body goes through. And I don't think that anyone should force that on another person um you know being able to have the choice about whether and when you want to bring a child into the world is a very fundamental human right in my opinion um and you know it is very medically dangerous as well um, abortion is one of the safest medical procedures out there it's certainly safer than childbirth or pregnancy is um, so I think that the um, public health crisis effects that we're going to see um, from the Dobbs decision will be far-reaching in all areas of um, obstetric science. Uh, you mentioned uh, an abortion uh, facility in Flossmoor. Where exactly is that? For, for folks around us who may not uh, be as familiar with Illinois geography as you and I are. Yeah, so Flossmoor is in the far south suburbs of the Chicago area. Um, we also have a clinic in Champaign, Illinois, um, which is also on the eastern side of the state near Indiana as well. And we provide medication abortion out of that clinic. Right, yeah, because I, like I said, I knew, I knew there was one in Champaign. And I was like, Flossmoor, that's the south Chicago suburbs. 
because I also noticed uh, looking at it, sort of a map there was a, I want to say an abortion clinic uh, in Danville, Illinois as well, if, if my memory serves me correctly. But you guys would probably know that better than me. Yeah, I believe there is one there. That's not a PPIL site, um, but I believe there's some other independent provider in Danville. Uh, how, how has the conversation gone amongst abortion providers in Illinois? Uh, like I said, just, just getting ready for, for the massive influx of people you know, from Indiana, from uh, possibly Wisconsin, from Iowa, from Missouri, and uh, a little bit from Kentucky. What, what, are the, what have the conversations been? Yeah, so um, I think, you know, we're lucky that we have been in community and, um, you know, working with each other for a long time um, to ensure that patients coming through Illinois um, receive the best possible care. Um, so it's not like this was any new networking. And it, it, like I said before, it, it wasn't a surprise to anybody that this um, restriction was coming down the pike. Um, but there has certainly been, you know, at the beginning, a lot of chaos and confusion, um, which was on purpose on the part of lawmakers. Um, and, and also a lot of renewed interest, a lot of, you know, feeling fortified um, in the work that we're doing and its importance. Um, and a lot of providers are interested in, in coming to Illinois to be able to continue providing care as well. Oh, yeah, because I was going to ask you that, too, because I know uh, we've had some conversations here in the state of Indiana about uh, OBGYN and doctors uh, basically saying that's it. You know, I'm done. I'm going to move uh, to Illinois where I can practice medicine and not be you know, thrown in jail or, 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 lose my, or lose my medical license. Uh, have you folks uh, heard from doctors or physicians or healthcare providers who are like, hey, you know what? Indiana's been real. It's been fun, but I'm moving next door to the land of Lincoln. Yeah, that's absolutely a trend that we've seen and we are going to continue to see. Um, you know, if the state government decides to restrict the, you know, type of medical care that doctors are trained to do and able to do, but they just can't because of the law in their state, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to move to another state in order to continue providing that care. Um, here at PPIO, we actually just launched in June a partnership with Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin, um, where their staff became cross-licensed in Illinois and are traveling down to the Waukegan Health Center um, to provide abortion care um, once a week. So that has been really impactful and in increasing the amount of patients we're able to see out of Waukegan um, and keeping those clinicians able to do the work that they want to do. Uh, Julia, you're with us for a couple more minutes on the program today. She is with Safe uh, Safe Abortion Expansion Program Manager uh, with Planned Parenthood of Illinois. Uh, we're talking today about uh, Indiana's decision to restrict abortion rights here in the state of Indiana, and what does that mean for our next-door neighbors next door uh, over in Illinois. Uh, Julie, uh, one of the other things, too, that I, that I want to get your thoughts on is is this uh, in some states, they actually, they're actually looking at restricting travel, saying that it is basically illegal uh, for women to leave their state uh, to go get an abortion. I want to say there was like some proposed model legislation out there that would have basically made it a crime uh, to, to give instructions, direction, or to assist uh, a woman uh, wanting to get uh, abortion, abortion rights, have her, her or, or exercise her, her reproductive choice. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Or is, it, or is that just a bridge just way too far? I think that that is a bridge way too far. Uh, I think that goes against the fundamental reason that there are different states um, in this country in the first place. I don't see anyone, you know, wanting to put a bounty on the head of someone who crosses a state border to smoke cannabis or go gambling or any of the other types of things where state law is different from state to state. So I, I just think that that is an absolutely wild idea, and it would open a can of worms. 
Uh, Julie, final question for you. Where do you see this issue going uh, over the course of, of the midterm elections, over, over, over the presidential elections, and just uh, in state legislatures over the course of the next couple of years? Um, I think the optimist in me looks at what happened in Kansas and hopes that enough people, um, you know, use their voices at the voting poll um, to show that the vast majority of Americans support um, the right to choose and support um, reproductive health care access. You know, so we'll see. But at the end of the day, we are here doing the work and we're never going to stop providing care for folks who need it here in Illinois. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been Julie Yule. Julie is the Safe Abortion Expansion Program Manager for Planned Parenthood of Illinois. Uh, Julie, thank you very much for being with us today. I know this is a, it's a tough issue for folks on sort of both sides of this issue. We're not talking about the extremes. How about the, sort of the folks in the in the middle of all this? So thank you very much for joining us. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.